Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and join me for a look ahead to this week's games in Norway are Greg Browning and David Weatherston. How's it going, guys? Yeah, doing good, thank you. Doing good. Yeah, well, going well. Good, good. Uh, good night, uh, well, good week in Europe, David, for the teams from Norway, just Lillestrøm, who have lost this evening, but good wins for Viking and Molde. Yeah, um, Molde, half time was 0 0, but came out the second half and dominated 3 0 win. Really good result going into the way leg in Hungary. And uh, Viking showed Motherwell how bad Slag Rovers are. <laughs> I'm waiting, Greg, jumping in here. No, David, David said it all, how yeah. bad we are. And it was an absolute shoeing tonight uh, for Sligo. Yeah, not much more to add to that, really. And that was off the back of another good win for Bodo Glimt in yep. Europe as well, earlier in the week as well, David. Yeah, they were absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't know how Zalgiris beat Malmö in the last round. Mm. Do you know aggregate? But yeah, Bodo Glimt are fantastic. 5-0. Game's done. And uh, one, one tie away from, from the Champions League. Yeah, uh, do we know who they might get in the playoff? Uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be Dinamo Zagreb, um, who won away from home um, on Tuesday night. So, yeah, it's looking like Dinamo Zagreb. Who did they beat? Sorry, David, Dinamo Zagreb, because they had a really good result on Tuesday, I think. Oh, they won 2-1 away from home. Let me just quickly check on the goal. On the goal uh, they won. Was... Uh, it's Razgrad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, a winnable tie, David? It's definitely winnable. I mean, it's not easy. Dinamo Zagreb have got a good, a decent recent history, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy. But Glimt are, I mean, at home, at home, Glimt look very, very good. Yeah, yeah, and they're at home this week, which we will touch on at some point. In the podcast probably start there actually. Um, Greg, before we get there, can you give us a wee recap on last week's performance on the podcast? Yes, the Oberliga was terrible. Probably for the first time this season, um, it was a cracking looking card, but a, a lack of goals. And uh, just didn't know what happened last weekend in the Oberliga. I think we hit the bar in about four lines. We were a Ranheim goal short. We were a Songdal goal short. We were one goal short for over 1.5 goals in all eight games. Um, but the latest area, though, still producing the goods. I think we pretty much nailed it last weekend. I think we were all very confident on Volarenga to win at Yerv. Rosenborg at odd, and David was also confident on Bode Glimt to win. I had a Bode Glimt Rosenborg double, which paid 75. So a pretty good weekend. I think David's a bit unfortunate. His corners at Sarpsborg. Did that land, David, in the end? Uh, no, it was one, one shot. shot despite nine men for Sarpsborg. Yeah, so the latest game was actually really good last weekend. It was the Oberstleague for once that let us down. Uh, but a decent card this weekend uh, from both leagues. Yeah, and we had the Obersleigen games tonight. We'll touch on them when we get to the Obersleigen section of the podcast. Uh, but there's plenty to look forward to uh, ahead of us this weekend in Norway, so we'll get stuck in. David, a couple of games on Saturday, starting with Glimt, who host Odd. I think I said about a month ago, um, looking at Glimt's fixtures, they had a very winnable run of seven or eight games, and so far they are four from four. Yeah, and they're looking really good. Um, they signed, um, signed Lars Jürgen Salvatsen last week. Uh, we talked about it on the pod. I think it had just been sort of announced. And he made his debut on uh, Wednesday night, scoring a goal in the 5-0 win. And um, yeah, they just look they look really good. Um, pretty much all over the pitch. Defensively, look solid again. 
um, scoring a lot of goals. And yeah, should be a should be another win on the, on the weekend. Yeah, and I think it's noticeable, obviously, Boniface and Pellegrino, I think they've weighed in seven in the last uh, three or four games, but there's, there's goals from across the park as well, isn't there? There is, and the Boniface is off. Uh, Boniface has gone to Conquerors of Rangers, USGA, so Union St. Gilwaz, or whatever they're called. Uh, so he's he's signed for them this week. So Salveson was his replacement, um, but yeah, Pellegrino scoring goals. Um, Salveson's going to score goals. Um, SPR's chipped in with a couple recently. Saltnes, Betlison, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just it's just clicking. Yeah, and they're a short price this weekend though, just two to seven to win at home to Odd. Odd have been a wee bit of a tricky team for for Glimt recently. Um, a wee bit of a bogey team, I suppose. Probably as good a record as anyone against Glimt in the last couple of seasons. Uh, Glimt haven't beaten in the last three outings against them. Yeah, they, they they've done really well defensively against them. They've managed to keep it tight and. And uh, hit them on the break, and um, they've managed to. They're pr- pretty much the only team that's been able to hold them to sort of one goal or no goals uh, in the last couple of years. So it is a little bit of a tough game, but uh, Odd have struggled a little bit defensively this year. Um, they've conceded 26 goals um, in the 17 games, and although away from home they do generally keep it quite tight, I just I just struggle to see how they can how they can stop Glint's in the form they're in. And one thing one thing about Salveson signing is he is a really big threat in the air. And that's mm-hmm. a great plan B when teams are going to sit in the box and defend deep. Salveson's a really big threat in the air and that's that should really, really help them in games like this. Yeah, and I think also having won that first leg 5-0, then they don't really have the worry of the second leg quite so much. You know, it's not as if they're got one eye on that just quite so much as they might have if the game was a wee bit tighter uh, so yeah we're expecting a, a fairly comfortable win for Glimp to the weekend and it's a great opportunity too for them to put the pressure on Mulder and Lillestrom if they yeah. win here on Saturday which we expect they will they go just five points behind uh, Mulder so well in the mix at the moment but Mulder leading the way in terms of a bet anyone likely to, to have a punt on this one I think it's a one for the Akers, I think. Yeah, uh, very, very solid two to seven shot to, to add to your Akka. Yeah. Uh, also, sorry, David. Nah, it's very short. I was looking to see if there was, there's, the uh, Salveson isn't priced up in the goal scorers list. If he was evens or better for an any time goal, I would be very keen to say that on. But yeah, he's not He's not priced up. I'm surprised you've not gone with your, your special of claim to score in each half. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's like 1.76 or something. So it's yeah, really short. 1.7. Yeah, very short. Too short for a podcast tip, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got another short price team uh, later in Saturday. That's Rosenborg, who host Hamcam and Greg Rosenborg are just ticking along nicely. They are in fine fettle, as they say, uh, especially at home. I think they've won five and drawn two at home this season. Um, they scored six. They scored three goals in each of their six la- last six home matches. So doing really, really well. That, that was a cracking win for them last weekend. They went 1-0 down at all quite early early on and they ended up winning that match 3-2. But they're now sitting in fourth. Realistic chance of finishing third. So they started the season off quite slowly, Rosenborg, but doing much, much better now. Scoring goals, hit plenty of corners at home. I, I guess that the trouble part with this one is at 1-2, you're needing to double that up with something else. We're not a one to two boom podcast. No. We're trying to always try and get towards even money or above. And I think, to be fair to us this season, I would say 95% of our bets this season in the Obis League and the Lutezerian have all been above evens. 
So that one to two shot for me for Rosenberg to win looks very, very strong. And I'm going to be doubling that up with one of the teams from Sunday. Yeah, we'll get on to that in a wee second. David, you're quite keen on Rosenborg here as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's a. I think one to two is a really good price considering how good the home form has been. As Greg said, they've been scoring goals for fun. They've been winning games. Um, and last week, they looked really good um, at odds. Despite going behind, they got managed to get 3-1 up and I think odds scored relatively late to make it a bit more interesting. But... Um, they've been busy as well uh, this week in the in the window. They've signed a couple of um, couple of strikers, which or strikers or slash wingers, which is going to add to the competition up front. Um, a young guy called Casper Tengstead from uh, from Denmark, who I think he was the top scorer in the second tier in Denmark last year. He's twenty one or twenty two, so interesting to see how that how that goes. But they've definitely been crying out for a striker. Um, this they've it's definitely. Despite the goals, a position that they have lacked this year, um, relying on sort of wide players to play in that position. So this weekend against Hamcam um, at home, I just can't see anything other than a good win. Um, minus 1.0 on the, the Asian handicap is 1.92. And so that's if you if Rosenborg win by a goal, you get your money back. If they win by more, you you get you're a winner. And I, I just can't see them having any trouble beating Hamcam. Hamcam talked about Christian Eriksen on the pod before. Huge player for Hamcam. He has signed for Molde this week, so they are missing him. And he is he's been a massive influence on them for the last two years. So I think they're going to miss him badly. And um, yeah, they lost to Christiansen uh, last week. Uh, so yeah, the first team to lose to Christiansen all season. So yeah, I think Rosenborg at home. They've been excellent at Lerkendal, and I can see them winning this one convincingly. Yeah, and I guess Hamcam they're in danger of getting sucked into this relegation battle as well, David. They are. Um, I, I mean, I think they're probably. It's that playoff position that people have got to be worried about. I just can't see Christensen winning enough games to catch up 10 points on how soon Trump's a ham cam. I just can't see it, and I just don't think you're ever good enough. Um, there's, 14, there's 14 rounds of games left to go, and I think both David and I will definitely put our chips in the oven here and say both Yers yeah. and Christensen are definitely going down. Yeah, and there's four teams, I would say, in that... Well, maybe maybe five teams that could be involved in that playoff spot uh, race and um, yeah, Hamcam are definitely one of them. Okay. Interesting, David. Out of those teams who will be fighting to kind of stay away from that relegation playoff spot, you've got Haugus and Tromso, Hamcam, Sartsborg. You could even include Odd and Sandefjord into that mix. Include all the and well. Olsen, yeah. So there's, there's probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams, to be fair, um, trying to escape that um, relegations playoff spot. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Which brings us nicely to the next game, Craig, which is Haugesson versus Yerv, two teams that are kind of mired down to near the bottom end of the table. Uh, Yerv definitely heading in the wrong direction. Haugesson starting to climb away a wee bit from the bottom, um, and I've got a chance this weekend to put some serious daylight between the two sides. They do, and they haven't played for a few weeks now, Haugesson, uh, just due to some call-offs over the last couple of weeks. So they should be fully ready for this match. Yerv started the season off 
I, I guess quite surprising to be fair. Probably picked up quite a lot of points in terms of places we didn't expect them to pick up points from. But they're definitely finding it tough now in the Elite Azerian. Just looking back over the last few results, they are shipping goals. 3-2 at Rosenborg. They lost at Sandyfjord 2-1. Then two really, really heavy batterings. <laughs> a 5-0 defeat at Bora Glimpse. And Valrenga, who again, we'll touched upon them soon, flying at the moment, all down to David Weatherston. So well done, David. Um, <laughs> a 5-2 win last week. So finding it really, really tough. That's 10 goals in the last two games. 15 goals in the last three games. They've got the worst defensive record in the league. Minus 23 goal difference. I uh, can't see anything but uh, a Haugesund win here. And I know Haugesund are only, what, five points ahead of them and a place above them in the league. But I think Haugesund have got more and enough about them to, to get the three points here. Haugesund, corner-wise as well, very, very strong. They have hit four or more in all eight home matches and they've hit five or more in seven of their eight home games. So th- there's probably an angle here to try and get corners into the mix, but I'm happy to keep things very, very simple. And not something I often do is take two games across two days, but more than happy to have uh, a straight double here on Rosenborg to win and Haugesund to win. And that pays 11 to 10. Yeah, David, it says something about the form of year when Haugesund are just two to five to win against them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as Greg said, uh, year have struggled recently and, and that... 5 0 from, from Glint was could have been more, and then Volleringer last week as well hit them for five. I just, they, they just they just don't have enough quality, and it's not it's not really their fault. It's just it's just just they came up through the playoffs with one of the luckiest wins over Brand you'll ever see, and um, yeah, they're just not big enough for this league, I don't think. But they've done all right. They've they've managed to pick up some wins here and there, but I just, I think Haugesund will be too good for them. Um, Badu, Alion, Alion Endure is back for Haugesund. He missed the last game through illness and uh, he's got eight goals. He's the big threat. He's 2.2 to score any time um, in a game that I can see them scoring a few goals. Um, I think that's a really good price for a guy who's bang on form this year uh, with eight, eight league goals and I think he's played 14, uh, 14 games. Yeah. Okay, so that double Greg is a Rosenborg Hugesson double nap. He's what, 11 to 10? 11 to 10, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Doc. Uh, Mulder continue to lead away at the top of the table and they're absolutely flying. They're unbeaten in the league since 7th of May. I think it's 12 league games and possibly 17 in total now, David. You might be able to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and they are what I thought was a really good price, actually, 13 to 20 to win away to Christiansund, who won their first match. Yay. They beat Hamcam uh, and they've now only lost one in four. Christiansund. Um, why are they only 72, David? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, they're not very good. Um, yeah, they got their first win, but it was against Hamcam, a uh, promoted side. Um, and on Wednesday, they played. They went to Tromsø. No, sorry, they were home to Tromsø and um, got a 93rd minute penalty to equalise um, in a game that they, yeah, they didn't create a lot of chances in. Um, I just think they're going to be far too good for them. 1.65 on mould is a really, really good price. I'm going to double that up with with uh, with Volleringa, which we'll get on to. Um, I, I just think Mould look bang on form. They scored another three tonight. 
Um, they just don't look like losing games. They, they're scoring a lot of goals. They're not conceding too many. Um, last week, they beat Stones God set 3 now easily. Um, they had getting past Elfsborg was a pretty good performance in the Conference League, beat them home and away. They have just been blown teams away recently. Uh, the only team they didn't beat was Yer. <laughs> That's the last game they've not they didn't win, and that was on the sixth of July. Um, they drew one each at home to Yer, which was a, a real shock. But yeah, yeah, I just they they, they will blow Christians soon away. I think they'll be far too good for them. Uh, it's a bit of a local derby as well. It's the closest teams in the league that these two get to play. It's about eighty kilometers away, but. Um, yeah, it's a, it should be it should be an away win. I can't see anything else. I won't be having anything bad said about Christian Sund. A fantastic <laughs> club with fantastic people who continue <laughs> delivering for us week on week on the podcast. I think we had them midweek uh, double chance and to get four corners and to win the corner count at home to Tromsø on Wednesday. And looking through Christian Sund's corner stats, I think that's now 13 of 15 matches, they've hit four or more corners. They really are the corner kings for such a team struggling at the bottom end of the table. And I think for me, with Moda playing tonight, and as David said, don't get me wrong, Moda have been fantastic um, over the last two or three months. But that said, Christensen can do what Christensen do, and they can rack up four corners for us here. I mean, that's probably the best they're going to hold for Craig, to be honest, but David, having said that and having um, you know, made the case for Mulder, I don't know if you checked out the head-to-head record. We spoke about Odd being a bit of a bogey team for, for Glimt, but my record here only goes back the last five games that Christiansen and Mulder haven't won there in any of them. Uh, lost there 2-0 uh, last year, drew 0-0, drew 2-2, drew 1-1 and lost 3-2 as well. So uh, maybe the bookies are expecting more of the same given the way they've priced it up. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not the same Christensen that we saw finish top eight uh, for the last four years, I think. Um, they are a long way from that team. Um, yeah, I just they just don't have a, an attacking threat, really. And they're conceding goals, um, quite a lot of goals. So, yeah, it's just it's a bad recipe. Yeah, and that 13 to 20 wouldn't be talking anyone out of that. And, uh, no, I think that's a really good, really good half of... Half of a double with, I mean, Rosenborg, I really like Haugesund, as Greg said, and, and myself, the Sunday Sunday double, I'm on Mulder and Bollerenga. Yeah, so we'll talk about that game just now, because both of you guys are going to double up your selection from this game with Avalorenga when they are at home to Olesund in the live game on Sunday night, Greg. Yeah, you can't, you can't not back Vollerenga here. There's absolutely no case to be made against not backing them. Um, they're in terrific form. They had a bit of a sticky patch. David um, highlighted that sticky patch weekly on the podcast until about maybe three or four weeks ago when they started picking up results. A 3-1 now at Christiansen, followed up by a 1-0 win at Sarsborg, then two cracking wins, a 4-2 win at Viking, against Viking, sorry, and 5-2 at Yerv. So in tremendous form at the moment, Volringer. And I think 4-7 for me is a, is a great price. And again, it... Uh, lends itself nicely to doubling that up or something. But I just can't see pass falling here against an always inside who think will probably struggle as the season goes on. Okay, so you're doubling that up. The following win with a Christian Sund over three and a half corners at, Mo- at home to Molde. Yes, yep. ten. And David, you're doing similar, but you're taking Molde to win and Volarenga to win. 
I just think Zavolinger, there's a couple of bits of transfer news as well. So basically their, their form has coincided with their number one keeper, uh, Sheffield Howe. He went to Toulouse, um, I, I think it was about four games ago. And uh, they've been playing a young boy in goals uh, called Smelhus uh, Shung. Say that again. Yeah. Smelhus Shung. He's been doing really well. Um, but they, they signed um, Per Christian Brothwright from Ewer Gordon, who is, a, I think, he's a Norwegian international. And um, he's been brought in to be the number one. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. He comes in this week. Uh, he's available from the 1st of August. The transfer window is officially open. He's been at the club for about three weeks and not been able to play. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes in because they've mm. been winning, obviously. Um, and the other one, uh, even Nasberg, um, he has been at the club for 22 years since he was a young boy and he's just left to go to Pauk uh, in, in uh, Greece this week. But they have replaced him with the Norwegian international Stefan Strandberg from Selenitana. So they've looked like they've strengthened um, since last week. And... Um, yeah, as Greg said, I just can't see anything other than a home win here. All the soon they've lost Sigurd Haugen, um, they've lost yeah, Isaac Mota and um, Sigurd, um, yeah, uh, Balkan Nordley has uh, agreed terms at the end of the season to leave as well. So, yeah, that's three of the, probably their three best players who are all left or leaving. And I just, I just think all the soon are going to go into a little bit of a slide. Um, and just to support that as well, I know, Paul, you love a head-to-head record, but uh, Olsen do not enjoy their trips to Volringa. They've only won two of the last 17 visits. Good knowledge. So that also um, bodes well for yeah. Sunday's 7pm victory. There's indeed. Okay, so a couple of doubles there. We'll recap those at the end of the podcast. David, we've got one more bet from Elite Season before we move on to Obersleigen and Sarpsborg. Let you down last week on your standard corners bet, but you're not losing the faith with them. I, just, I mean, it was absolutely game-related. They went down to nine men. Um, I think that there was six first-half corners, and then they got a red card in the first half, um, which really affected it. It went up to... a think eight corners by about an hour and uh, then they got another red card um, so they went down to nine men and they, it managed to go to ten corners um, but sadly we were one short uh, of that but yeah it's not it's not um, put me off too much I still think I still think it's worth getting on um, they are a waste in Scotset this week um, who yeah, they're not they're struggling a little bit Godset and they've lost um Lost Salveson uh, this week, so that's another blow for them. They've replaced him with uh, a guy who we've talked about in the pod before, Jonathan Brautbrunes, who was the, is the cousin of um, Erling Holland. So he's gone there, and that'll be interesting to them. But but Godsey had a team who themselves had decent numbers of corners. Um, uh, just looking through the home games, this means sort of 11, 9, 15, 13... Uh, 8, 17, 15 and 16, so decent numbers for the home and when you throw in Sarpsborg uh, into the mix um, I just think that uh, as we've talked about many times, there's been over over 11 corners in just about every Sarpsborg game, unfortunately there was only 10 last week but yeah it's just a, a team that attacks Tom's got it at home, attack, both teams press high, there's going to be I think a lot of corners in this game Um and yeah, I just 
I'm just happy to go on it again. So over 11.0 corners on the Asian corner line. So money back if there's only 11 um, <laughs> over that. It's 1.9 uh, this week, which is a little bit uh, lower odds than um, last weekend. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I still think it's very well priced considering the, the history of Sarpsborg. I must say, it's, it's fascinating watching the evolution of David Weatherston's betting <laughs> uh, angles over the last two or three seasons. He's now fully engaged in corners. He's doing Asian goal lines. He's doing Asian corner lines. Teams on the Asian line minus one. Superb. I'm telling you, we'll get Monty Fractional odds before, <laughs> before we give up. Uh, but certainly that corners bet looks strong. Greg Estrom's got set pretty strong numbers at home, 7.25 averaging in Sarpsborg, still the highest tally away from home on average when it comes to Yes, corners. superb. I think I'll be getting on that, I think. Uh, it was a great shout. Yeah. Okay, there's two other games that we've not touched on. David, we don't have any bets in these, but Viking are away to Sandyfjord. No game for Viking last week, really to see it, but it's been a fantastic week for them, hasn't it? With two Euro wins, including a brilliant win over uh, Sparta Prague. Yeah, that was fantastic, really fantastic. And uh, followed it up by welcome Sligo Rovers and, uh, yeah, beating them 5-1 uh, at home, which means their trip to Ireland will be nice uh, nice and relaxing, I would have thought. Um, Viking, they're an interesting one. They've not not been very good of late. Like, Berisha left and Trepic has been injured and suspended. Um, but those European games might just kick them into life for their last mm-hmm. league. The defeat of Wallerenga. Um They're still in the hunt for the top three or the top four. And they're only three points behind Bode Glint, but they played a game more. But I just think without Berisha, uh, they just lack that sort of X factor up front. Um, they've not signed anyone yet to replace them. Um, I thought they would have, but might be coming with this sort of if they can go on a European run they obviously they'd still need to win one more game to get into the group stage but yeah. financially that could be really beneficial for them and, and maybe they'll get somebody in but yeah I think they're a little bit too short at Sandefjord this weekend after the European game and yeah Sandefjord Sandefjord are hit and miss they're really tough to predict so it's a little bit short for peaking at um, 1.83 and the other game is Lillestrom, who hosts Romza. The um, disappointing result for Lillestrom tonight against Antwerp, beating 3-1. But domestically, they're still keeping the pace with Molde, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're doing, they're doing great. They're keeping up. They won again last week. Um, yeah, I think it was... Yeah, it was the Sarpsborg game. They were they were part of that Sarpsborg game that was against nine men. They won 2-0. They've been just plodding along nicely. They've been stealing wins. But yeah, tonight was tough. I think Antwerp... I mean, I know it's you look at sort of Belgian league and it's probably not that strong, but you can tell by the names on the team sheet that they're obviously paying a lot of money. Uh, they've got Vincent Janssen, used to play with Spurs. Rajan Nangoland scored two goals uh, for them tonight. So they're obviously paying a lot of money. Uh, and to have players like that, and it's just, yeah, maybe just a step too far for this time. Yeah, and that's going to be a, tr- a tough tie for them back in Belgium next week, isn't it? Can't see the turning around. Yeah. Okay, anything to add, Greg, before we move on to Oberstleigen? No, I may look at corners in the Sandyfjord match. Viking hit some pretty good numbers, and as we know, Sandyfjord love to concede a corner. So I may have something from those two games um, on the channel. Okay, dog. Uh, let's move on to Oberstleigen then, and Brian just continue to lead the way. They're now unbeaten in 18, although they've had a few close games, a wee scare last weekend, Greg. They've had a few games like that, to be fair. They they won one nil tonight. 
at home to start. I think that was always going to be quite a tough match. But 13 points clear now for Bran. It's just a case of how many games have we got left. It's match day 19. So I imagine match day 23, 22 could be seeing the uh, the championship flag uh, going, going Bran's way. What's fascinating, though, is the is the race for second. It keeps chopping and changing. Yeah. Teams keep going on good runs and having poor runs. At the moment, Ranheim are a side who were flying at one point and are now struggling. But Sanez and Raufoss doing really, really well. So those four teams, I would say, are going to be nicking it up between now and the end of the season to see who finishes in that second automatic promotion spot. Yeah, and Bran, they're away to Strabag, uh at the weekend. Bran, three to four, David. I didn't think we'd get that kind of price on Bran before the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, Stabak are definitely the second best team in the league. Um, and they're going along pretty nicely as well. Um, they won again tonight at Frederikstad 4-2. Um, won Overshide before that as well. It's definitely, definitely the two best teams in the league for me, so Away from home at Stabak, it's yeah, it's probably the hardest game Bram will get uh, this yeah. season. Fair price. Yeah, probably is to be honest. I, to be honest, yeah, you fancy them to win, but Stabak are yeah, they're dangerous and they've got probably the form player in the league. Uh, talked about him before, Gift, Gift Emmanuel Orban, zero uh, two model, just turned twenty. He has scored. Service uh, your. He has scored uh, two one one two one. So he's scored six goals in his or seven goals in his last um, five games. Does he fancy David a switch to Scotland to play for St Johnston? <laughs> well, I think he'd be up for that. Yeah, I mean he's just turned twenty. He's a really cracking wee player. I really like the look of him. He scored another. another uh, in fact, he scored another two tonight. Um, which is not on my list, so that's another two. So his his last games have been two goals, one goal, one goal, two goal, one goal, two goal. He's absolutely bang on form, um, and I can this game for me is just it's going to be goals. He's he's got nine. He's got nine now for the season. Matthias Erasmus and Borfina of Bran have ten and nine, um, respectively. And this game, you are. I'm back in the Asian line. Uh, it's the Asian goal line uh, over 3.0. It's paying 1.95 in this game. I think it's it's made up uh, for goals. If you look at Brand's record, oh, they, they only won one 0 tonight. But before that, five one, three 0 five 0 Um, the three games before that, and Stabak with themselves won four two tonight. Before that, they had a two 0 win. They had a four three defeat. They've had a two each, a four two, a couple of four twos actually. Um. I just think this game is ready-made for goals. Um, Stabak got themselves up to P3, just one behind, one point behind San Nezulf. And um, yeah, it's the hardest game Bram will get, but I think it's a game that we're going to see goals in. Yeah, I'm always just mindful when two top teams uh, go up against each other is how good their defensive record is as well. It's all well and good scoring goals at one end, but these two teams have the best defensive records in the league as well, David. Yeah, they are. They are. But Brian have only conceded ten goals. Um, yeah. Stabak conceded seventeen. Yeah, there's no doubt. But I think a lot of that is to do with how they dominate possession and how they dominate the play. Like Brian, rarely defend. Um, but against Stabak, I think they will find themselves defending a bit more often. Uh, and just, just the, the, both these teams have a lot of quality in attack. 
So I think, yeah, I just, I just think there'll be goals. Yeah. So you can send that boy's name to Greg, and he'll go on to Steve Brown in the morning. <laughs> make, make a wee phone call before the transfer window closes. Uh, Greg, you've also touched on the other two teams that are in the top four. Those are Ralphos and Sanchez, and both teams doing pretty well. Sanchez, I think, scored is it two six now wins in the last two home games. They're at home on Sunday. Or sorry, is it Monday to Shade? Yes, so um, Sunday's at home on Monday and Royfoss at home on Sunday. But as you say, both teams ticking along very, very nicely. Sunday's um, really scoring for fun at the moment. As you say, two 6-0 home wins in a row. Don't get that too often. Probably one of the form teams in the league at the moment, Sunday's. And they're at home to Shide, who had a good result tonight. At home to Ranheim. Ranheim kind of gone off the ball a little bit. But that was a good result for them. But I, I don't think they'll cause Sanders too many problems on, on Monday. I think the 13 to 20 on the Sanders should be snapped up, given how they've been playing over the last three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. I mm. double that up with the Rowfoss at home to Davis' local team, Blink. Well, they won tonight. It was the battle of the Diddies, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> two teams really, really struggling. I think both sides have lost their last six. They beat Grorod 1-0 tonight. Grorod going down to 10 men, I think, after was it half an hour or so. Yeah, it was about half an hour, yeah. So, won't read too much into that. Great result for them in terms of stopping the rot and getting three points. But Ralph Foster in great form, scoring goals as well. They beat Frederickstad last Wednesday night 4-0. And they've gone to Mion Dallin tonight, which is not an easy place to go. And they've won 2-1 there. So no thrills here. A straightforward double. Sandes to win. Rowfoss to win. 13-10. David, should Greg be worried about the form of Seattle's link? A win tonight. Uh, and they gave Ranheim a wee bit of a scare last week. They were winning 1-0 until two goals in the space of two or three minutes, I think. Turned the game around. Yeah, Um uh, no, I think it looks a really solid double to me. I think Ralph Foss will beat Blink easily. Blink are down to the bare bones, we've talked about that. And to go Thursday to Sunday, despite the win, I mean, yeah, it's a win, but... It's against Grorud. <laughs> and they're 10 men. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair... Ralph Foss and Sandy look really good and, and uh, start as well at home to Breen there. I think that's three home wins that they look really solid. Yeah, you see that, David, that was going to be the treble. So, it's, as you say, certainly wouldn't put anyone off throwing in start to make a treble there. That looks solid enough. Anything else from obviously, David, before we wrap up? Um, no, nothing nothing for me. Greg? No, it's a really tough weekend on in the Obus League this weekend in terms of the fixtures. I think there's some tricky matches to kind of decipher. I think Songdal v Koffer is a tough one to call. You've got Osana with Fredrikstad, two teams struggling a little bit. You can tell by the prices there. Osana yeah. 8-5, Fredrikstad 7-5. Uh, I don't think I'd be back in Ranheim at 4-5 on, on Monday after losing a bit of Shide. So there's quite a few games that make it quite easy just to ignore. And I'm, I'm more than happy to, to stick with the double. Okay. Just a quick look at the, the Starback goal scorers list. Emmanuel Gaithorban is 3.1 to score any time. I know they're playing Brand, but yeah, he's he's bang on form. So if you're going to, if you're looking at a goal scorer, shout him Emmanuel Gaithorban 3.1 any time. I'll keep an eye out for that one. Okay, Greg, can you give us a wee recap of your bets for this weekend? 
Yeah, there's, there's a few bets I'll be showing on the channel, but at the moment we've got uh, Elite Azerian Devil, so Rosenborg and Haugesen both to win. That pays 11 to 10. And we've got Valrenga to be Olesund and Christiansund to get four or more corners. And that also pays 11 to 10. And into the Obus League in, Asanez, Ralfos double that pays 13 to 10. And David? Yep. Uh, starting off with Rosenborg, I've got them on minus 1.0 in the Asian handicap. And that pays 1.92. Uh, also in the latest series, I've got a double on Sunday, and that's Molda and Volleringa both to win. That pays 2.59, the double. And also Sunday, Sims got set home to Sarpsborg um, over 11.0 on the Asian corner line. That's 1.9. And on to the Oberstliegen, Stabak versus Brand over 3.0 Asian goals, and that is 1.95. Good stuff. Okay, uh, before we wrap up, we'd just like to point you in the direction of our Scottish podcast this week. Earlier today, Greg and I sat down with Jim Delahunt to have a look at the Scottish fixtures and a few um, English tips as well for the weekend. So definitely make sure you catch that before the action kicks off on Saturday. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84, where you can join his private Telegram channel. Uh, the season ticket offer runs until Sunday evening, Greg. Yeah, we've extended that by a week had fantastic interest in the, the season ticket and that's kind of backed up by how well the last two seasons have gone so definitely worth getting involved in yeah and that's a, an offer where you can get 12 months for the price of nine so if you're interested in joining make sure you do so before sunday um and also you can follow david on twitter at dweatherston 11 and also check out his blog which is at davidweatherstonfootball.com and that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck. Yep, cheers, guys. Cheers.